Victor Niedlas, good afternoon. The American Immigration Lawyers Association president for the 2015-2016 term. Mr. Niedlas practices immigration law in Southern California where he focuses on deportation defense, federal court litigation, consular or board processing, immigrant and non-immigrant visas, waivers, and appellate work. He's been a member of the AILA since 1997, and he served as the association as a director on the Board of Governors and as a chair of the Southern California chapter. More than a pleasure to have Victor Nieblas with us. Mr. Nieblas, thank you. Good afternoon for joining us uh, and and glad to have you with us, sir. Yes, good afternoon, Leslie. It's a pleasure to be with you and thank you for the invitation. Um, Victor, a lot of things to talk about. We had some breaking news you're probably aware of happened before um, you came on. And um, allegedly, we're not here. We only hear little bits and pieces right now. There are allegedly five Syrians with fake passports who went from Syria to Greece to Honduras who were going to try to come to the United States with these false uh, documents. Um, with First of all, do you think that the term immigration in the United States uh, among taxpayers and voters' minds applies? Uh, I mean, how do you think they think of the term with regard to – uh, the Latino population, with regard to the undocumented population, or do you think now, because of these Syrian refugees, in light of what happened in Paris on Friday, and these five men who have been stopped from coming to the United States with these fake passports, does immigration now expand to beyond the Hispanic and Latino population and undocumented workers to some of these refugees? Well, I do think that immigration, unfortunately, is viewed in, in a wide spectrum. And sometimes the lines are blurred between, for example, immigration and national security. Uh, and, and certainly they, they do have some commonalities. Uh, but what we're seeing uh, here in Honduras uh, with these five individuals who were detained, uh, the right steps are being, are, are being taken. Uh, I mean, these are, are five fake passports, and they were detained. And, uh, you know, these folks are going to be processed. Nobody knows yet uh, the purpose of why uh, they were uh, trying to come to the United States, if that is what their intention was. Um, but, you know, we need to we need to be a little bit measured on our response. We have to make sure we have all the facts uh, and make sure we don't react like people are reacting uh, all over the place with the Syrian refugees. Right. Uh, we have to be a little bit more focused uh, and uh, not be able to react uh, in a knee-jerk reaction manner. The president has one year left in his presidency. And there, first of all, do you feel that America's immigration uh, system is uh, broken and what needs to be done to fix it? Because some people say that, you know, plans the president announced one year ago and he has a year left now in his presidency. Um, Not all of those things have been uh, implemented. And um, there are mixed, uh, you know, reviews on how the president has done in his seven years of office with regard to immigration. Well, I, we do believe that the immigration system is broken. It has to be updated. Uh, it, it's very easy uh, for us to say that the uh, that immigration should change, but what we really need here is some common sense, comprehensive immigration reform. Unfortunately, that requires uh, our Congress to actually do some work on this issue. And and let's not kid ourselves. Congress really isn't involved in the immigration issue. They don't want to get involved and start doing the hard work that is required for us to be able to modernize uh, our system, be able to help our American companies, our economy, and also the uh, American families, especially those who have strong ties uh, with the United States. We have looked at President Obama's uh, administration, and uh, as we approach the one-year anniversary of the executive action announcement, we've taken a look to see what those announcements were, and we have at least provided some guidance as to where we think he should be graded 
uh, in some of these areas. And uh, I can tell you that uh, we believe that, uh, you know, in a lot of these areas he needs improvement or he fails. And speaking of um, the, oh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I have a lot of questions for you, so hang tight. Um, quick break, and we'll be back with our guest, the American Immigration Lawyers Association, the AILA president for the 2015-2016 term, Victor Nieblas is our guest. We'll be back with him and you right after this. Uh, please follow Victor on Twitter at Victor Nieblas, N-I-E-B-L-A-S, at Victor, N-I-E-B-L-A-S. And the website for the AILA is AILA.org. Back in a moment. This is Leslie Marshall on the Leslie Marshall Show. I am really serious about my health. I am doing something for it. Now, let me tell you, you can hear me, right? <clears throat> right now, you may hear that I sound a little bit nasally. Let me explain something. I've got a seven and an eight-year-old, and they both got the flu really badly. So did my husband. Knocked them down for the count. I'm not going to lie. I got some, you know, sinus congestion, felt the, uh, under the weather for a couple of hours, but not down for the count for a week or two, like my kids or my husband. And I think one of the reasons is because I've added Super Beets, the circulation superfood powder that helps support my heart and healthy blood pressure as well, into my daily routine. Not only do I have amazing energy and amazing stamina, I mean, the New York Times calls beets fitness in a glass, but with Super Beets, I get all the benefits, I don't get the bad taste, the calories or added sugar, But I I really feel that my immune system is stronger as a result simply because of my experience with flu season this past week. Now, each canister of Super Beets gives me 90 non-GMO beets, and they taste great. You can mix it in water or a smoothie, or like me, put it in your protein shake. It's jitter-free, and you'll get that boost of energy. You'll love the taste. Super Beets taste great, and you'll feel those results in as little as 20 minutes, guaranteed, or you don't pay. And by the way, we haven't had anybody ask for their money back, and Super Beats folks told me the same thing. So, Super Beats has black cherry flavor. If you thought, mm, not sure about the original flavor, the original flavor is great. Black cherry is also great. Better if you like black cherry. So don't let taste hold you back. As a matter of fact, don't let anything hold you back. Because I've told you before, I went to the Super Beats folks and I said, this is my new favorite product. I demand something for my listeners different than anybody else is getting. So here's the deal. Go to LeslieLovesBeats.com. Click the order button next to my picture. Or you can call 800-305-6011. When you place your order, you'll get one free Super Beats canister. That's an extra one-month, 30-day supply. A free Beat the Odds book and free shipping and handling. How awesome is that? But you have to call before it's all over. Time's running out. So remember, go to LeslieLovesBeats.com today. Click the order button next to my picture. That's LeslieLovesBeats.com or call 800-305-6011. Again, that number is 800-305-6011. Joining us in this hour is our guest. Uh, we're talking about immigration, and that has a lot of different areas. Uh, Victor Nieblas is the American Immigration Lawyers Association president, the AILA, for the 2015-2016 term. Victor, thank you for holding, and welcome back. Um, we uh, agree that immigration is broken. We agree the president could have done more and could do uh, could could you know be better. But how much and how much more can any president, regardless of their ideology, do when you yourself said 
Congress doesn't want to pass meaningful reforms. So let's talk about that. Why? Why, when you have especially the Latino population, the fastest growing population in this country, and the fastest growing population of the voter base? Well, that's a, that's a good question, uh, a good question that we continually ask all as many congressional members as we can reach. Why is it that we can't sit down and work this thing out? Uh, it really just, uh, you know, it, from our point of view, if there was an immigration bill that was actually presented on the floor, it would pass. Uh, but the powers that be, and because of the politics and because of the presidential uh, election cycle, uh, you know, they don't want to touch it. They don't want to touch it. We have a new uh, Speaker of the House, uh, Mr. Ryan, and he's already made comments that uh, he would not act on immigration in 2016. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, immigration is always tied uh, to politics, and uh, you know we have to deal with those uh, political forces as they come. Uh, but it's important, I think, uh, the vast majority uh, of Americans, uh, the polls are always very consistent. Uh, 60 to 70 percent of the American population uh, uh, wants and favor comprehensive immigration reform with a path to legalization. Uh, and certainly that would improve our economy, it would improve our security, and then uh, it would also reunite our families. So uh, it's a win-win for everyone. We just got to get down to work here, and it's a difficult work. I'm not saying that it's easy, uh, but certainly uh, we need the motivation, the political fortitude from our political leaders. Start Victor, going to work. You're this year's president of AILA uh, into next year for the 2015-2016 year, and I know that the AILA recommends action in four major areas. Let's break these down and talk about the first, because the first is very um, uh, in line with what is happening in the news, especially in light of breaking news today, and that is the refugee and humanitarian protection. Now, there are um, refugees um, fleeing uh, violence, death, uh, uh, drug wars, etc. in Central America, and we see that the people of Syria are trying to flee violence, whether it's at the hands of Assad, the president of Syria, Bashar Assad, al-Assad, or uh, ISIS, um, who have formed a caliphate uh, in the northern region um, of their nation. Um, so let's talk about the refugee and humanitarian protection. Right now, as you know, Victor, there are Republicans that are bringing forth legislation in the House to stop or delay the taking in of eight to 10,000 Syrian refugees. There are those that say they want to close, seal our borders. And then there are those that want to take these refugees in uh, states like Vermont, where Senator Sanders is from, Colorado, to name two off the top of my head. Uh, so let's talk about the refugee and humanitarian protection. You guys feel the president has failed with regard to the refugee crisis in Central America and Syria. Am I correct? And what could he do to change that, that grade? Well, yes, we believe that he has failed when it comes to refugee and humanitarian protection. As we all know, women and children are fleeing uh, Central American countries, coming to the United States, presenting themselves uh, before the border uh, patrol officers seeking asylum. Uh, and instead of allowing them to apply for asylum, instead of allowing them to be considered refugees, this administration has decided to detain mothers and children uh, in Artesia, uh, New Mexico, uh, now closed, now in Dilly, Texas, in Carnes, Texas, and also uh, uh, Berks County in Pennsylvania, uh, for days and sometimes even months, uh, and sometimes in some cases even one or two years. So what we have asked uh, the administration as we've been working working through this problem is, look, 
there has to be a better way uh, instead of detaining uh, women and children. Uh, and we have provided pro bono efforts for these uh, individuals who are detained. And the vast majority of the cases that we've actually taken to uh, the end of the case, or what we call the merits hearings of the case, they've won their asylum cases. And it just proves what we've been pushing and saying all along, is that these women are refugees. So we need for them to stop this whole family detention apparatus uh, immediately. Uh, number one, as far as the Syrians are concerned and the Syrian refugees, uh, there's a lot of noise right now. Let, 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 you know, I will admit that. There's a lot of misinformation uh, being communicated. Uh, and and let's, let's be honest. Uh, a lot of these uh, misinformation are from the political uh, candidates, yes. the presidential candidates who want to be louder than the next, because we all know there is a very loud candidate out there, and everybody wants to make sure they get their time in the press. But the bad information that's being sent out is that they don't know the actual process uh, that takes place before a refugee uh, is allowed into the United States. They go through various levels, levels and levels of security check. A robust and Victor, and I'm going to jump in here with you. Okay. I am so glad you're saying this and bringing this up. I'll tell you why. Somebody tweeted earlier today, I bet the majority of Americans have no idea how much scrutiny the, scrutiny the vetting process is for a refugee uh, from Syria or otherwise to come into this country. And, and would you agree we're largely ignorant to that? We, we have our beliefs. and I mean, I think everybody fears the boogeyman's coming through these Syrian refugees. But, I'm, I'm, I mean, let's be honest. There are bad guys that are here already. And, and, and let's also consider this. Since 9-11-2001, the United States has uh, allowed in at least more than 700,000 refugees uh, and uh, the vast majority of them have never been involved with any terrorism activity or been arrested for any of this type uh, of activity. Uh, these are people who are fleeing their country. Uh, we have a, a long tradition in the United States of embracing people with compassion who are leaving uh, and fleeing their, uh, their countries. And if we know, if we know and educate ourselves a little bit more about the process, I think it would really kill off a lot of these myths that are being, uh, you know, that are being portrayed all over the place. Keep in mind, Condoleezza Rice has come out and said, look, the processes that are in place uh, secure our nation. Our former ambassador to the uh, region, Mr. Ryan Crocker, has also said, look, they go through security checks after security checks. Uh, Madeleine Albright has also indicated this is the right thing to do and this is the safest way. Uh, these people don't come to the United States from one day to the next. It is a very long process, and they go to personal interviews uh, once and twice and three times. They do checks over and over again. They make sure who are these people that are coming to the United States, uh, and certainly it's proven uh, with since 2011 uh, and all those thousands and hundreds of thousands of refugees that have been uh, into coming to the United States. Uh, you know, we've never seen uh, any of these problems that people are are afraid of that the boogeyman's going to come and get us. Um, I want to also talk about some of the other areas, and that is uh, the legal immigration system. Um, there are people that see what happened in San Francisco um, with Kate Steinle's death um, that feel that our legal immigration system has too many holes and that there's not enough cooperation and work between local authorities, especially in sanctuary cities and the federal government. Um, your comments regarding our legal immigration system and, and some of these failures within that system, Victor? 
Sure. I mean, the, the president, uh, when he announced the executive actions on November 20th of last year, uh, he promised that with the limited powers that he had, uh, that he would wanted to reform and, and improve the legal immigration system. Uh, for example, uh, to help our researchers, uh, they would give them parole, allow them to come into the United States so they can do their research, so that we can get to the answers of medicine, so they can get to the answers uh, of what we need to do here in the United States. That hasn't happened. Uh, we have to improve our labor certification type situation, uh, and he promised that it hasn't happened. Uh, our, our waiver system, there's are so many other areas that he's promised, and in some cases he's proposed the rules, uh, but it hasn't been implemented. That's why we gave him an incomplete uh, grade on this. On the sanctuary cities uh, situation, look, we understand that it was a very tragic event, and our hearts go out uh, to the victim. Uh, but we have to understand that cities are liable based on the current uh, procedures that are set out by ICE in their programs. Uh, ICE says, detain someone, hold them for me because we're going over there. They don't show up, so the municipality has to detain a person for more than the time that's required, and in cases that we have seen, United States citizens have been detained. The United States citizens then go ahead and sue the, the municipalities, and guess who's liable? Not ICE, not the administration, but the municipalities. And that's why the municipalities are saying, look, until you have a better program, until we have a better set of rules that we can implement, uh, we're not necessarily going to help you out in all cases. When we have serious offenders, uh, of course, we're going to hold them, you can come for them, uh, and you can do whatever it is that you want with them. Uh, but with low-level offenders, uh, we're simply not going to detain them uh, because, of course, they're going to be subject uh, to the liabilities uh, of courts and mistakes, and we know that uh, many mistakes are made. Uh, let's talk about uh, yet another, uh, number three out of the four, and that would be enforcement. And I think this, in a sense, goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, our, our system what can be done with enforcement? Because that does play into the fears, not only of people that are here who are undocumented, but people that want to come here, even through legal channels, especially when people are looking at these refugees from Central America and from Syria. Sure. Uh, the president, again, uh, on November 20th of last year, uh, created a new priority system, uh, the MEMO's priority system, and, they, and from that created a program called the Priorities Memo Enforcement, called PEP. Uh, and what we're seeing is that the more questions we have about the program, the less answers we get from ICE. We, let, let's be clear, we, we uh, do not support uh, rapists and, and these high-level offenders roaming around our, our counties and cities. Uh, we completely understand that these people uh, need to be uh, arrested and they have to be removed, they have to be removed, uh, but there has to be a process by which these individuals are located. The fact that uh, people with uh, have been here for years, they have families here in the United States, when they get caught up in this white web, that's when we start getting problems. Uh, prior to November 20th of last year, we had the Secure uh, Communities Program, and that was supposed to be a program that only focused on the most violent criminals. But what we saw, more and more people without uh, criminal convictions, without arrests, uh, were being detained and deported. And, and that's where the administration got the name 
uh, of the deporter-in-chief because he deported over two million people with the hopes that that would bring Republicans to the negotiating table uh, and hopefully pass immigration reform. Uh, there are some things that have worked. Uh, the, the president has uh, implemented prosecutorial discretion uh, advisals to make sure that in cases where uh, individuals been here for many years uh, and they have family, kids born in the United States, then those cases are not priority. So those cases are, are, are administratively closed. That doesn't mean that they win the case or anything of that nature. That just means that we need to focus with the limited resources that we have. We need to focus on the most violent offenders. Uh, and certainly we need for those uh, prosecutorial discretion efforts to be applied evenly across the country. At this point, it, it really isn't. In some jurisdictions, uh, really, prosecutorial discretion doesn't really exist. Uh, so, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of mystery behind these programs. Uh, and until we get some more clarity, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we're going to give the president an unsatisfactory mark and grade on that. And uh, I agree with number four, which is protecting undocumented families and others with strong ties to America. We should not be in the business of ripping law-abiding families apart. And I know some people say they're not law-abiding, but, you know, some of these families have been here longer than some people born in this country have been here. Victor, thank you for being with us. I'm sure we'll have you on the show again, sir. Victor Nieblas, the American Immigration Lawyers Association AILA president for the 2015-2016 term. Follow him on Twitter at Victor Nieblas, V-I-C-T-O-R-N-I-E-B-L-A-S, and the website is AILA.org. 